Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, and welcome back to the Train Happy Podcast. My name is Tally Rye, and today my guest is is the brilliant Donna Noble. Donna is a renowned yoga instructor here in the UK and founder of the body positive yoga classes Curvesome Yoga. We had such a lovely chat. Donna is so great and I think she gives a really great perspective on life and how yoga really helped her find the balance in her life as well as the need for more inclusivity within yoga spaces. So we're going to get into that conversation. But before we do, of course, it's time for our Train Happy Trooper of the Week. This week's Train Happy Moment comes from listener Michelle in Switzerland. Shout out to you, Michelle. She says, hey, Tally, Earlier this week, I did a kickboxing workout. I love kickboxing as it always makes me feel so empowered and strong. However, after 15 minutes, my shoulder really started to hurt. Immediately, I stopped. I had to. In the moment, I obviously wasn't happy about it. Only later, I realized how far I've come with my mentality. A few years back, I would have continued to train despite the pain and probably injured myself seriously. Now, I'm grateful that nothing serious happened, that I can still train and go on long walks and just accept that my body needs time to heal properly. Michelle, thank you so much for sharing that with us and for listening to your body and I'm just proud of your progress. If you would like to send in your train happy moment to be shared with the train happy listeners, then do email us at trainhappypodcast at gmail.com or you can find us on Instagram at Train Happy Podcast, and you can send us a direct message there. So let's get into our discussion with the wonderful Donna. You are going to love her. Donna, welcome to the Train Happy Podcast. How are you doing? How has the start of your 2021 been? Well, thank you for having me, um, Tally. I'm not too bad, actually. And um, the start of the year, I think uh, mine was like everyone else's, like it wasn't the new year, new you type thing. I think my start is, is March. Um, yeah. but, I've been, but yeah, I think I've deferred, deferred it like everyone else until March. So it's, it's been kind of slow, still working, obviously, but not that get up and oomph. And, and it's fine. I think my, my, my new year is starting with, the, with nature this year, which is fine. And a lot of people, it resonates with them as well. So at least I know I'm not an anomaly, so to speak. I actually find that really refreshing to hear because the thought that, I don't know, there's so much pressure with like January and the start of a new year, but you're also in the depths of winter. January felt like the longest month ever this time. Um, and now we've had some more sunshine and some like nicer weather in the UK. Like it really feels, I don't know. I just feel really more optimistic about the rest of the year, things to work towards. Now you can start to tentatively make plans and yeah. Yeah. I I'm with you. Um, yeah. March is the new January. As far indeed, as I indeed. I know it's going to be the, the new norm, the new normal now. And it's so much lighter now as well. The days are a lot starting to get longer. Mm. So yeah. So I, I, and I think 
lot of people are, are resonating with this change as well. So it's, it's awesome to, to witness and be part of that. So I came to know of your work because you've got such a big reputation as a yoga teacher and um, specifically a, a body positive yoga teacher that specializes in creating classes for all. Um, yeah. But I'm just really curious how you came to yoga in the first place and how that ended up yeah becoming your career and, and a big part of your life. Um, yeah, I was. Um, it was never meant to be part of my life, um, <laughs> Tally. I, I call myself now the accidental teacher, but maybe the universe knew otherwise and it was yeah. meant to be. But in my mind, it wasn't. But um, my first time of discovering yoga was a friend. I was working in a corporate environment and a friend of mine saw a picture of Madonna in one of the newspapers. And obviously Madonna's got a very nice body at the time. And she was like, and she's very much into celebrity training. And she said, Donna, let's give yoga a go. And I said, okay, fine. Had no idea what it was going to be type of um, what it was going to be. And um, yeah. And, and that's how I started yoga. And we were lucky enough to have a colleague that was training to be a yoga teacher and said, Oh, you can be my Guinea pigs. So I was able to go downstairs in the boardrooms a couple of times a week. And, and that was my introduction to yoga. So my introduction to yoga was a very nice, inclusive, um, way and then after that I think because I wanted to learn more I then started a, um, a six-week beginners course and that's how I got introduced to yoga and it wasn't even at the time like a I was really taken in by yoga I started to like it but then life got in the way and it was like oh what can I give up it was yoga type thing mm. and um, that came back to it many years later and then I think that's when it really took hold and my passion for it and, and how it helped to heal me because I became sick. And so it was instrumental allowing me to leave and transition from my corporate role into what I'm, I'm doing now and to heal as well. So because my job was really quite stressful, at, even though at the time I denied it. It was like, no, because it, it became very normalized. Everyone else in that environment was like me. But my mother could see it and I was like, no, you're wrong, you're wrong. But now I look back, she was very much right. Let's, let's go in in more depth with that because I'm so curious because I do think there's particularly the, the, the kind of glorification of hustle culture and this yeah. idea that we're all grind 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 work all the hours you can um you know get up at the crack of dawn go to bed as late as you can try and yeah. work as much as possible and be busy 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 yeah um so I'm curious as to how you kind of how you got maybe caught in that trap and and how you got out of it um, the way I got caught in that track, because when I first started my, my job, work, career life, my friends will tell you, Tally, that I never worked. I never did. I was lucky that I was able to get jobs where I didn't really have to work. And then suddenly I studied for my master's degree and um, it was um, and it was like, well, you need to be doing something more. And then that's when, I, when I got into management, that's when I think mm -hmm. the transition happened. So hitting the floor running the long hours in order to accommodate the additional responsibility. And you just don't realize it, Tally, you're there working, you're getting to work earlier, you're leaving later. And, you know, and this when we started to get given mobile phones, so you, you didn't were able to switch off. So you come home and I think it, I had a BlackBerry at the time, so that little red light would go off, which signified an email and you look at it and then you next thing you know, you were responding to it. And that's how much got into it. And it was yoga actually that was able to, transition me out a bit and it's specifically Bikram yoga because um what happened was I discovered Bikram yoga even though I was doing other styles of yoga before 
but it was the only yoga tally that I really loved and embraced because I'd go in that hot room and I'd feel so amazing. And it was the only yoga that got me on a yoga mat at a studio at 6.30 a.m. in the morning, which is unheard of for me. I'd be getting out of bed at that time to go to work. But suddenly I discovered something I loved and that's how I transitioned over. And because Bikram yoga is in the, in the hot room, and it can be very challenging, but it was like I was reborn and it set me up so nicely for the rest of the day that I could go to work and deal with all the crap that they gave to me. So from there, I began to see that this yoga was giving me something that I needed and it made me see that life, there was more to life than the hustle. And I'd actually yeah. leave work on time as well to get to a yoga class because Bikram yoga can, can be quite addictive so you get it and you want to go so I'd go in sometimes twice twice a day in the morning and in the evening so I slowly started to pull back from actually working the hustle environment the hustle scenario type thing and they could see the change that's happening oh, you're not working as hard I was still doing the work but I wasn't putting in as much work now I started to pull away from that and I believe then when I became ill, tally with Bell's palsy, which is basically where one side of your face becomes paralyzed, mm -hmm. I began to see that, you know, the stress, you know, wasn't good for me. And yoga was allowing me to slow down, to see that there was more. And I was mixing with people that were more holistic, that were showing me a different way of life. And slowly but surely, the change kind of happened. And the real change happened, Tally, was when I was being made redundant. And still was my plan was still to go back into corporate, even though I was studying for a, a yoga course. But my plan was to do yoga as a career, maybe when I retired, because my family aren't very active. And I thought, I can't imagine myself at 60 sitting in front of the TV all day and watching TV. Mm. Um, and so I started this course um, and said, I may as well get certified and, and, and sorry, qualified so that I could be able to teach whenever I wanted to thereafter, but the universe or however you want to look at it had different plans for me. So the redundancy came, wasn't enjoying my job anymore anyway. And it was when I was doing a master NLP practitioner course that one of the trainers said, what's going on with you? And I said, well, my dilemma is that I've been asked to apply for jobs that I'm now I'm not going to get because I'm not actually qualified for them, for them anymore because my job, my role has essentially been redundant. And she said, you know what you want to do? I said, no, I don't. She said, yes, you do. She said, when you talk about yoga, you light up. And when you talk about corporate, you don't. And in that instant, I decided, you know what I'm going to do? Finish the current course I'm doing. But I was loving the hot yoga so much, I thought I'd go to LA and do the nine-week training course and I can come back because it was the hot yoga at the time in London. Mm -hmm. So there were loads of students. I knew I'd get work easily. So that was my plan. So I went, so the following April, I think it was September, I was being made redundant. Um, following April, I got on a plane to LA to complete my nine-week course. And I stayed for what was six months tally. And my friend said that I changed. The moment I went on that plane, I think the old Donna came back, you know, about enjoying life and traveled around teaching until I came back. And it was like, I let me give this yoga thing a chance because um, the company I worked for um, was very well known. So I could take six months out and still maybe get back a job in the corporate world. But that was in 2011, I think it was. I haven't looked back at the since and um to what i'm doing now what is the new donna what what was the transformation what was different that i began to go with the flow more because i began to see that my path was opening up in front of me very organically so instead of having like a career plan um opportunities were availing themselves to me that i didn't plan like become a yoga teacher wasn't one thing but i now can't imagine doing anything else so if i'd mm. adhere to the goals that i had 
I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now because it was never, ever in my remix. Becoming a teacher was never a career um, for me. And I think at that time, I would have been laughed at by friends thinking, you know, you've got a master's. Why are you going, you know, it's a hobby. And even like some of my friends did say, oh, when are you going to go back to a real job? You know, it's a hobby. They thought I need to get it out of my system. And but now they've changed their viewpoint because of, of how um, much I've embraced what I'm doing in my business. And you can see that, um, that it isn't a hobby that, that I'm making a difference with it. So that was it. But it was sitting back, you know, going on the plane, staying, nothing was planned. No, my plan to stay for nine weeks, stay for six months and I was fine. So I began to believe that the universe had my back and to embrace it. And I loved it. And it was life then became a lot more easier. I had less dis disappointment because I, I didn't have something that I had a plan like oh I want to have a house yeah. and I didn't get the house because what for me Tally was you know I did what society said would make you happy the house the car the job I had all those mm -hmm. things but I wasn't happy but suddenly I had less and I was happier it's so interesting because I imagine there are people listening who are probably like in that corporate life and feel like it's constantly like you know climb the ladder climb the ladder yeah amass more amass more and yeah as you say, you can have it all, but you can be happier when you're being more true to yourself, maybe and exactly. being yeah. more who you feel you are. Um, yeah. that's, I think that's, that's really encouraging. So yeah. how did you transition into the kind of body positive style of yoga and how did you discover it? And yeah, how, what was that journey? I suppose in America, I think unconsciously I began to maybe experience it because I was teaching to diverse bodies mm. and when I came up to London I didn't see such diversity but I still didn't know that was the case and I think the pivotal point was when I was reading an article in one of the broadsheets about a journalist that was curvy who didn't have a very nice experience of yoga when she went to a class Tally she was either stared up by the other students and ignored by the teachers and I thought, that's not yoga. Yoga is about union, not only with yourself, but with others. So it wasn't for very, uh, made for very pleasant reading. And apparently I kept talking about it months later to my friends. And they were like, well, shut up or do something about it. And then I realized how much it, 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 um, it affected me. And I was having, I had a coach at the time. And I thought, well, what can I do? And she said, well, you know, you need, you need to get a domain name. I said, I had not a clue what I was to do because it was totally different to what I was doing in terms of teaching. So I thought, okay, um, I began to do some research on online and I, that's where I encountered Jessamine Stanley, Diane Bondi, and I could see the body positive was, was there in America, but mm -hmm. nothing here. And I thought, I need a name that's going to let the yoga I'm working towards offering stand out. So I'd like the word wholesome, but I thought wholesome sounds like bread. I thought wholesome yoga, and I didn't like it, but I liked the word curvy. But every permutation of curvy, I thought I'd had gone. So I put curve and then some together and come curse on yoga. And that was the start of it. So I didn't have a clue what I was doing, Tally, but I was able to work with some bloggers, go to where um, the women that I didn't see in the yoga space were and start to share about yoga. And that's how Curse on Yoga started. So I'd go to um, body positive events and it wasn't necessarily to teach yoga, but to explain about yoga. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't see yourself doing something, tell you how you're going to be it. And that's what I began to see that representation was very key to what I wanted to do. And that's what I used in, in, in reaching my audience in the beginning and slowly, but surely word, um, got out that I was doing that was back in 20, 2015 I think it was 2014-2015 that I started to um, go down the body positive um, route and, and offer the classes. 
It's so interesting that you say, you know, you have to find the people who aren't represented in yoga, because I think when I think of yoga and let's, it's, it's based on, um, you know, like, I think, I mean, you can absolutely correct me here because I'm not the yoga oracle, (laughs) but you know, traditionally think of it as something that was kind of originated in India and has such meaning, um, in, in that culture and mm. but when I think of yoga I'm thinking of like Madonna you know like a thin yeah. white woman affluent woman yeah who does her like bendy class which you know um is actually probably a small fraction of what yoga actually is and like you say mm. if you don't see yourself in that class if you don't see that the teacher might know how to cater for you yeah why would you go why would you even discover what it could be Exactly. And that's so true. But I was very lucky, Tally, that I didn't know much about yoga when I discovered it. It was that one image. And Mm. because of my friend persuaded me and my beginnings was very diverse because my teacher, my first teacher was South Asian. My second teacher was mixed heritage. And then there were two yoga teachers in um, in South London that were black that had their own yoga studio, which was very pioneering in those. days. I didn't realize Mm. that. So but as time has gone by, Tally, it's become less diverse. Really? If that makes it, yeah, yeah it's so. become, yeah, very much so. Because um, if I go into a yoga space, Tally, there aren't many people of colour, and yeah. there may only be me, and I'm the one holding space. So it's become less like it's changing now. But when I started back, you know, in the, in the late, you know, teaching and, and practicing back in the late 1990s, early 2000s, 2000s, that's what I saw. And if you look at the image of a yogi telling magazines, what you describe a Madonna type image, someone tall, slim, blonde with a leg behind the head. So it, 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 you know, I can see why people weren't doing yoga um, because the, the imagery wasn't being targeted at them. And that's why I decided to what I do would be able to show imagery of women that were invisible in the and men in the yoga space and different actually spaces doing things that people wouldn't maybe think that they could do with their bodies because some women come to my class and they curvy and they're the deepest back then because they don't believe they can because you know the view of them is 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 not always a very nice one Mm. you know in that respect but I I show them that with imagery to make you know come onto the mat you know I let them know that I create a safe judgment-free space where they're free to be and that seems to work and working with the blogs I even started to work with them at one point was to work with Lisa Riley I reached out to her before she lost the weight and she's gonna be an ambassador because she believed in very much what I was doing and that's how the journey has been and like now more and more people now saying they're body positive and you look at their feet and you think, well actually you're not quite body positive you're just, it's become trendy yes. because body positivity has changed you know it was de- created by black femmes to create a space for them in the 19, in si- 1960s 60s, I think it was yeah. 1960s and you can now everyone thinks about self-love and it's not so again you know it was a very political act when it came out it was to create a space where these women didn't feel that they there was a space for them but it's very much changed and now you have people saying I'm, I'm no longer body positive because it doesn't represent them anymore and that's the shame but the thing the, the yoga tally my 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 why well, we say yoga is for everybody and it so is we're, we're born yogis have you seen a baby on their back tally with their big toe in their mouth doing happy baby pose and that to me we're, and I think we're also in the in the womb doing yoga if you see babies with their in this thing that's a mudra 
And that's why I always believe, Tali, that we're, we're born with what we need. And that to me really shows it. So we're, we're born to move. You know, if we, we don't move, we're going to lose the flexibility, the, the, you know, the strength that we're, we have. And that's why I'm so passionate about what I do. And when I have women coming to my class, Tali, and they, they think they're going to come, some of them, they said, I thought I'd come to your class and sit there going, oh, and it's not that at all. But when they're starting to do shoulder stand or headstand and they can see that their body's stronger than they thought it was, that's my, my job done. That's what gives me joy. It's so interesting that you say that because with the work I do around like intuitive movement, the idea is exactly as you've said. We're born to work with our bodies. We're born in with an in, intuition that is innate yeah. to us. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting. Um, we have a little niece and, you know, she'll do downward dog and she's mm-hmm. got mm-hmm. her leg up by her ear just yeah. by accident and yeah. you think oh my goodness like you're yeah. so strong and flexible and the things you can do and how movement is such play for you and I, yeah. I get this I try and talk about this a lot and yeah. you know how movement should be play yoga should be play it should be a chance to just like be in your body and exactly. exploring what you yeah. can do yeah and and that's so true and you see children you, you know you, you mentioned your your niece you know, and sitting watching TV, you know, and, and doing box splits, you know, the legs yeah. are out doing box splits and, and not even being aware of what they're doing with their body because we're born with, with that and we lose it as time goes mm-hmm. by. And that's why I said, if you have children, get them moving and keep them moving so they can retain that flexibility because we now, telling myself, is trying to regain it type thing because they really, as they rightly say, if you don't use it, you lose it. And that is so, mm-hmm. so true. And that's why I say, you know, we're born to be yogi and very much so. And the evidence is there. Look at a child, look at children and, you know, watch them watching TV and they're sitting with their bum between their, their legs, you know, because their hips are so open and other postures that they're doing. So we need to see that and realize that because the way we are born to move, stop a child moving and see what happens. I know, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's so, it is so um, true. And I, I think the idea that as well, that the stereotypes of like what's the bodies are, cert- are able to do certain things and yeah. the, pres- the assumptions people make about people in larger bodies that mm. they are stiff and they can't do this and they can't do that and I don't know about you but I know plenty of people who challenge that exactly every single every day. day every day every you've day. got you've got people like Jessamine Stanley Dana Felsetti mm. on the yoga scene I think they um Jessamine was on the recent cover is it the is it the February Cos- March cover of the Cosmo, Cosmo. In, in in a beautiful posture in a beautiful mm. pose so there's evidence there all the time but we don't see that enough and that's why I challenge that every single day and I have students that will come to my class as I say and and it's so nice. I, I, I record the class sometimes so they can see their progress. And when they see that progress, they begin to realize that they could do so much more than they actually thought. And they take that newfound confidence off the yoga mat inside everyday life. And that's for me when the real yoga begins as well. The whole mindset, because you're right, Tally, we have this, we're born with this innate wisdom, this inner wisdom, but mm-hmm. we're so caught up in what society tells us we need to be. And we believe that so much. And, you know, everyone's journey is different. I did the same thing until I had the wake up call. And now I see life very much and practice from very much an inside out perspective, because I've been able to see that there's something more to life than the hustle and the grind. And I love it. I love that you said about um, showing your um, the people in your class their progress and seeing that, because I think in fitness, 
it's not quite the same in yoga, but in fitness, we very much get progress pictures that are taken of like, here I am standing still in a bikini or whatever. Yeah. And I just think that does such, to think that that is representative of fitness is so untrue and it does such yeah. a disservice to what you're actually doing. And yeah. I, similarly with clients, if they do their first proper press-ups or something, or they've learned a new skill, I will often take a video and say, look what you just did. Look yeah. at that. And we can go back and find ones that we had a year ago. And yeah. The contrast is amazing and hold on to that as a yeah. form of like to progress and to keep going yeah, rather than exactly. to think like, you know, have I, you know, has my body changed as a result of this? I, I think yeah. those things are kind of a great way to tap into that deeper motivation, that deeper reasoning to, to do um, yoga. And similarly, as you said, finding that confidence and, and like, with your own story and I don't want to put words in your mouth but mm. finding that inner peace yeah and taking that calm and peace to the other aspects so you can go to work and be like Do you know what why am I stressing over this exactly <laughs> is yeah. this worth it it is and exactly and I, and I was an example I always give to my my, my clients or friends is the, the I call it the traffic jam scenario so you're in the traffic jam tally and you're honking the horn and you're getting really stressed out and the traffic's not moving and you can change your your mindset or your thoughts in an instant because you can say you know what I've not had a chance to really relax and chill this week let me put some music on the situation's the same but your how you're experiencing it is different so you're less stressed you're more calm and and you're, you're accepting what you can't change and that's what we need to do more but we get so caught up in the drama that we we're in the future worrying about things and that's why we're we're so stressed and we become ill because we with the hustle we, we need to slow down more the most powerful thing is that break sometimes we when we step back then we can go forward with more clarity and and and, and have a better experience i know this past year has been a toll on, on people for so many reasons whether it be mm. through loss or loss of loved ones loss of a job loss of things and I feel really fortunate and grateful that you know my loved ones are okay and I have been able to continue to work and I realize that is a privilege um and within that I have had that forced slowing down mm. And it has been really interesting to take stock a bit and go, yeah. right. And now as we're looking forward and thinking, right, some of this is things are going to sort of go back to a, a new normal things. Yeah. You know, we're going to get back into old routines of commuting places and going back and forth. What do I want to keep and what do I want to leave behind? Mm -hmm. And how can I find a new balance? Yeah. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Are you feeling the same? Do you have any advice? I think take each day at a time because even I'm speaking to friends and and those that commute even their companies now are saying that you know that the five day week may not be how it was that they may work at home for three days a week and work for two so I think there's going to be changes because yeah. we you know this enforced change has challenged a lot of perceptions you know everyone thought oh you can't work from home but look what's happened <laughs> you know a lot of individuals now are able to work from home and some of them will be able to retain it and some friends of mine have moved up to London because it's like oh I don't need to commute to London anymore I can um, into central London I can work from home so there are changes and some of them are making those longer term changes so I say keep the elements of what you're going through and you like and try not to you know, go back because everyone's not in a hurry to go back, but all the things we were doing wasn't good for us anyway. So remember yes. that, you know, the long hours, you know, be careful what you wish for. Uh, you know, the, the connection is good, but be, re remember what 
your past was and what elements do you really want to go back to? Be careful what you wish for, because before we know it, Tally, we could be back in those environments and, and wishing we were back working from home and taking things more slowly and having more me time because it's so easy to forget and go back. And we had little glimpses of that. Um, I think, was, was it they opened the Nike store, I think, at one point. And the crowds that were then, it's like, where are you going to wear these trainers to? Because you're, you, know, know. <laughs> you know, because it wasn't like we'd, we had lockdown had been fully released and it was only days into it. And it's like, be careful, you know, because this virus is still there. And that's what I'd say, take that going forward because for me I'm still going to be online for a little while Tally until I see what's happening out there because there's been so many false starts yeah you know, Christmas was like we're going to do this and it, and it changed and you know and the weather's got nice Tally recently and everyone's out there again you think please don't I know. get into a false sense of security so that we can go forward so it's, it's very hard so I try as much as possible to stay mindful and stay in the moment so I don't have that disappointment if it did release or the, the lockdown release date is extended or whatever happens things are so unpredictable and that's life and that's what we should expect has been our norm but expect the unexpected be comfortable with the uncomfortable and you'll embrace it and it'll be easier to navigate life in that way I'm the same as you I'm very much I'll believe it when we're there you know I'll believe it when I see it yeah. I'm hopeful. I'm very hopeful, but I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah. And I'm definitely, um, I think I, you know, to a degree, I definitely could do with, like you say, being in the moment more and yeah. just, you know, just going, okay, today yeah. is another day. What can I do today? Yeah. What can I do in the next yeah. few weeks? Exactly. And I think yeah. that's a really important practice. Yeah. Now, I want to talk about you um outside of yoga actually because what I love about your platform is you're speaking about the issues you care about full stop yeah and you're bold with it and I love it and I always really appreciate everything you do and you're you have been talking um about diet culture Mm anti-racism work Mm -hmm. and I and as someone with a you know a platform in fitness and wellness Mm. I'm curious but also I just want to hear from you as to why you feel it's important that we don't just stick necessarily to fitness to yoga that we do talk about the issues outside of that because because I don't believe fitness should be in a bubble on its own you know fitness and because yoga is about integrating your everyday life that's for me you know because their experiences tally that happen in fitness that aren't very nice so they need to be talked about in, in, and shown in a wider context because some of my experiences tell you that I, that I, I personally encounter in, in yoga happen in corporate so I need to show that and by educating individuals it gives them the awareness of what's going on and maybe how they can help to make the world of fitness more inclusive more mm. diverse and a less harmful um, less harmful place and that's come from my own personal experience and having the confidence then to share more and more about that and I think it's needed and I've been inspired by others that do this and that's how very much I've navigated this space by showing and addressing the issues that others don't because there are a lot of people that don't so if I've, I don't mind being in the minority so to speak in what I do because if it means that one person comes on into yoga tally then my, my job's done or if someone has a less horrible experience in a yoga space or fitness space then my job's done because you know there are people on my platform that want to learn and when I share things they say thank you I wasn't aware of this or that and so that's why I love what I do what I'm doing and now because I, I suppose with all that's happened with the Black Lives Matter and, and George Floyd's death last 
yeah, I'm trying to be, you know, a good ancestor, so to speak, that the the future, the next generation doesn't have to go through what I'm, I'm going through. And I, and the, the, you know, I have a voice in the space and I, I want to utilize it because others have done it before me. So this is the way I, I can do in the fitness space. It happens to be what I'm very much into right now. So mm-hmm. I use that to, to use the voice to highlight. And it's not only just fitness, I'm thinking even well-being. So the voices, my voice is getting getting wider and wider and because I meet other people that are uh, on a similar path to me or passionate in the same way. And they're not necessarily in fitness. So again, it's, it's, it's bringing it all together so we can together be stronger and make more effective and lasting change. I think it is really interesting because we actually had Janelle on um last year actually and we were discussing this as well and um I know you you know each other and I think it's it was she was really um saying like we don't exist in a vacuum yoga doesn't exist in a vacuum and you know how can you like how can you block out the world yeah on your map how can you do those things like we're all existing coexisting through all of these things so they they do you know this is we are not all separate things collide and overlap and yeah. and that's part of being human yeah. um and i i agree and I, and I would love to like have a discussion with you now about within the fitness conversation and within the wellness conversation like mm. what your thoughts are on how we can do better what your thoughts are on on that because i know for example i know you're talking about which i just found so interesting and and you know that is my naivety showing that mm places like yoga have become less inclusive, less diverse in, you know, the last decade. And Mm. I've been at those fitness festivals and I've been in those spaces. um, And, you know, early on in my career, really sadly didn't realize that this is a white space. This, this, Mm. these are, everyone here is white. Mm. Maybe the, the odd person of color, like you say, but the expectation um, and the people who, and, and, you know, with these events, it's an opportunity to network and, yeah. you know, um, collaborate. And, you know, I know that because that's how I got, you know, got my the ball um, rolling in my career. Um, so how do we, you know, make these spaces more inclusive um, and, you know, more more open and willing? Like, how do we get more people diverse people coming to classes coming you know even wanting to go I think from my my thoughts are we need to when we're thinking of events and speakers and lineups we need to have a real cross-section of people we need to have you know a real representation of all sorts of people Mm. um because as you say if you want if you see it you believe you can be it but I wonder if you have any more thoughts on the the kind of inner workings of those situations yeah so so one thing that people can do tally because everyone's got privilege you know mm. and, and 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 those with more privilege can use their privilege so for instance you mentioned festivals so you could inquire and say well um who are, who are on the lineup and you can recommend and share the voice of people of color and recommend them to be part or take part in those festivals. And what I know what some people are doing, if there isn't diversity on the panels, they're actually not speaking on the on, on the panel until they know that there's going to be a great representation there. So these are ways in which um, changes can happen. And to have people of colour involved more in the management, in the decision-making yes. process as well, I think that, again, will negate some of the things we're seeing, the mistakes being made with some of the brands, but also 
they can be part of the decision-making process and bring a wealth of knowledge and experiences that they have to the table, so to speak. So to be invited to the proverbial table even more so, that's one of the ways that it can happen. But also to have true representation, Tally, not just have an image of a, a yogi, you know, tokenism, but really have true representation. And when marketing is taking place, have a diverse selection of models in there so people will look at that and think oh I can do that too and they'll feel welcome or even inclined to maybe try a yoga class and to make sure the people offering the classes tally have the experience that they're not gonna someone will come to a class and have the experience of the journalist I, I mentioned that she was ignored by the teacher because of their lack of um, experience to teach to diverse bodies so invest mm. in the teaching and the language because language is very powerful as well because you can harm somebody or heal some the language you use in the class and not to have stereotypes so having the training or having a program like yoga students maybe have a diverse inclusion element on the courses so the future teachers can be aware of some of the issues that are being encountered and so they know how to deal with those scenarios when they get out there so those are some of the ways I think that can can happen because as you said yoga isn't doesn't happen in a vacuum because the true yoga tally is when you take it from your mat into your everyday life and what i've discovered that at the core of yoga is social justice and if yeah. it just doesn't doesn't include ahimsa which means non-harming not only to yourself but to others then you're not practicing the real philosophy of yoga in its true essence unfortunately the asana is becoming the face of yoga the postures and that's not the important aspect of yoga it's how you can yoga can be part of your life so you can be a better person and if we someone has a yoga practice tally that's very very inclusive and embodies what the essence of yoga is that's how we start to change our society that it becomes as well more inclusive more accepting of the multicultural diversity we have in our in especially in london you know which is where i'm from mm, yeah it's, yeah, definitely. I think it's gonna be really interesting where we go forward, like we say, at this end of this pandemic. And as things start to um, happen again, I know that people like myself, you know, very much are, like you say, using that privilege in a way that, you know, we can say, have you thought of XYZ? Have you yeah. asked them? And, and um, it will be interesting to see, because obviously, I think, particularly, we haven't had anything in the last year where there's been a bit of real opportunity to demonstrate if there has been change, if you know what I mean. It's kind yeah. of, everything's obviously still at home. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, the, the, yeah, so there have been, because what's happened for me that I found is like I have friends that have been approached to write for maybe magazines yeah. and especially last year and they um, deferred them to me and given me the chance to write for them as well and more brands have come in and said oh they want my opinion more so there is some change Good. but not as much as maybe we could do like everyone with, with the black squares it's almost like it's a bit tumbleweed now because there are there aren't as many still doing what they they want to do and on monday i was able to teach um there's a company um yoga um not company their charity called fierce calm and they're supporting um a social enterprise where we're teaching to women that are all black. So there are some where we're able to create the space mm. where women can come and be and feel safe. So there are some places or brands and companies that are doing this still, but it, 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 there's, there's still a long way to go. Absolutely. Still a long way to go. A absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, I think it's important we continue 
these conversations and you know that's what I want to try and use these podcasts for in a way to kind of keep that dialogue going because I think in some ways social media as well never gives people never gives full pictures I always think it's like a snippet isn't it it's It's a highlight reel we call it a highlight reel almost yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and you can actually have a conversation and yeah I think that's that's really really valuable, and um, it's great. And it's great what you're doing, Tally, as well. You know, keeping the conversation going and 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 sharing, you know, our voices as well. So I really do appreciate that and what you're doing. Well, I'm just grateful that um, yeah we can chat because the last time we saw each other was I think my book launch. Yeah, it was definitely. It was like a year ago now, isn't it? Oh, I that think? was January 2020, yeah, so, and I yeah. feel like after that, then you know that was like this big thing where I saw all these people and I haven't seen anyone else since. And it's just so nice to be able to, like I say, reconnect in these ways as well. Um, So I suppose I have a couple more questions. Um, You mentioned that there are spaces where there are um, black only uh, yoga spaces. Yeah. And I saw that there was a, um, a fitness festival, for uh, black people in the UK which I think is really exciting Mm -hmm. um and yeah I would just love to hear your thoughts on like why that is important and why those particular spaces um are created and and needed yeah well the reason why that came about because you know in the beginning I didn't really think that we needed those spaces and for me I think there were a number of occasions, a few occasions where it became obvi- uh, um, obvious that there was a requirement. One was when I was teaching, excuse me, <coughs> at the Om Yoga Show, the International Yoga Day. And um, I was teaching, teaching the last class and I thought, no one's going to turn up. Typical British weather, it was rainy. And I was so surprised, Tally, that there was, number one, a very good turnout, but the majority of the people that there were people of colour. Mm. And they said, Donna, you need to be more visible because... We've come to rep- we've come to support you, and it showed me then. That's why I had to become a lot more out there because I don't like to be too visible. But I'm getting used to it type thing. So that was the first time, and then I was invited to another panel discussion. It was called Black Women in Fitness, and it was a room full of black women. And to hear about some of the issues they had, Tally, then I began to see, you know what, we we need more of these, and that's where the idea for the festival came about. So it wasn't solely for. Um, the black community, anyone could attend and they did. But it, what it was doing was showcasing the talent of black fitness yeah. professionals because, again, we don't always get the chance to, to be at those types of events. So we did that and it was targeted at the, um, the black community because I think it was reported that only 56% of the black community uh, completing or doing the 60 minutes per recommended 60 minutes per week in terms of exercise so it's like why aren't they doing it so we need to maybe put an event on that will highlight the different activities out there by people of color or black people and that's why the festival was put on and i'm glad to say tally that it was successful with over 200 people attend and i still can't believe that it was the first festival of its type at in 2020 it's still incredible that 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 hadn't happened previously as far as i'm I'm aware anyway are there plans for another one? There's other things coming up because I think what I'm, um, we've got, you know, I'm, I'm working with Fierce Calm on doing um, yoga for people of colour. So I've got other projects like that coming up as well. So we'll, we'll watch this space and see what's coming up. But where there's a need, Tally, I will try and, and, and provide 
a solution for that as well. But I'm glad to see that more and more people now are part of the movement and their goal is the same as well. So I'm glad to see that that's happening there in that respect as well. That is awesome. And like you say, it, I think, it, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like it's coming back to that. Um, if you can see it, you want to be it. If you, yeah, exactly. And if you see a person, then if you resonate with yeah. it. Um, in the same way that I resonate with people that with my body shape. Yeah. I think, you know, I'm quite mid-sized these days and oh. I really relate to that. And yeah. I think it's just how we're naturally drawn in that way. And yeah. um, like you say, in mainstream, sadly, there isn't enough. There isn't, yeah. No, definitely. Enough. Yeah. And when you get to see videos, Tally, there was one where I think, oh God, there's a number of recent ones, but there was a, a young girl and I think she had this pink, she's, I don't know how much of it, she had the pink, um, she's playing the pink piano because obviously emulating Alicia Keys. So representation oh. matters. And she's there singing like, you know, and it's so sweet to, sweet, sweet to see because obviously representation matters. And, you know, mm. even with, um, I can't remember, uh, but there's so many, like, you know, you've got Carmela um, Harris, you know, when they when children are dressing up for school now, they've got someone they can see in the White House. So giving these young girls and even myself hope that the, the, the sky's the limit in terms of what we can go to now. So representation really does matter, especially now. It really does matter. And, we've, and we've, we're starting to get some good icons, you know, that uh, given us hope like Michelle Obama as well. So times are changing, but it's still there's it's still a way to go. But it's nice to see that we have got some some inspirational women out there and men that are giving us um, mm. hope for the future in terms of change. Definitely. Okay, I want to ask you, what has been, I ask everyone this, what has been your most recent train happy moment? And this is a moment where you're really in tune with your body and you're trusting yourself, whether it be movement, rest, play, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, what has been your most recent train happy moment? I think when I do yoga, um, because I really get that mind-body connection. And, 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 and what happens to me now, Tali, is that I, I have this feeling where you know something so deep, you can't explain it, that you know it's right. And yeah. then, and then you, your brain wants to kick in and say no, but your body's like, yeah. And then what I find now, Tally, that my, um, I might want to not do something and my brain say no, but my, I'm doing it anyway. So my body's like, my body's taken over. So, it's, so I'm coming more from my gut as opposed to my head. So that's for me, my, my, my train happy moments, because I know that my intuition, my innate wisdom won't let me down. And I've got the, I've got the trust of that right now. And, 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 and this is what I think the time's given me because, because we've had to slow down. I've had time to really connect, um, to who I am and that's the that I'm so grateful for, for having that and to share that with others because they can see how I sharpen the world and 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 why I can do what I do tally because I know it's right and it feels right and and to be and allow me to be authentic and not being afraid to do so whereas before I, I was being something especially in the corporate world that I wasn't to fitting so refreshing to hear and so lovely and it's so I it's interesting how you say that you are so in tune with yourself that you're kind of doing things um, automatically. That that's, yeah. the, that's the depth yeah. of connection. That's really exactly. Cool. Yeah, and I think there's other another thing that I do as well. I sing in a, a silly operatic voice, 
and it just comes from nowhere and I know then that I'm really happy really connected because it's coming it's I it's it's it happens beyond my brain so I know it's coming from deep within me so I know that I'm going to be all right when I have that I know if there's something I'm even writing about a little bit that to get it it's going to be all right and invariably it is and those well, this the times isn't fitness related but to the singing point yeah I love singing and I am a hundred percent I find when I'm going through low periods or I'm a bit distracted or down or whatever I don't really sing but I know when I start singing again first yeah. it's very therapeutic but secondly yes. I kind of know I'm more myself again yeah exactly and it is a really I think it's it's so funny how I don't know I don't think of when I'm sad I don't think singing something I want to do but when yeah. I'm in a different headspace yeah. I know I'm I'm more me again yeah. and I love yeah. that and yeah. singing whilst you work out is the the key benefit of working at home in my exactly like, talk about the the massive positive <laughs> I don't know when I have to go back to a gym when I <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do <laughs> genuinely I have my headphones yeah. in and I just oh want to sing out loud yeah. um Donna it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you and I really hope we get to do more once this yeah I, I hope so too Tally and it won't be so long so we you know definitely because I remember the very first time Tally we met was you were doing a talk you're on a panel and it was run by I can't remember the company it was Chelsea one of Chelsea's yes, events yeah. yeah and I think that's that was the start of your body positive journey I think because mm. then yeah so that's the first time we met I was in the audience and, and you were there so I remember so it's been interesting to watch your journey um, to where you are now. Yeah. Likewise. Yeah. Um, so where can people practice with you? Where can they find you to follow? Where can they, um, yeah. Yeah, they can, they can, well, I'm online mainly right now. So if they Google, um, they, my website is don, um, the nobleartofyoga.co.uk or if they Google curse on yoga or Don Noble Yoga, then they'll find out where I keep my classes. They've got, they're all online and they're, they're, they're body positive classes. So, or, or, mess, or message me at donanobleyoga at gmail.com and they can find me. But yeah, I'm all over social, so they'll be able to find me. I'll pop that in the uh, show notes for this so people can Thank find you, you if, if they want to work with you. It's been an absolute pleasure. An Likewise. Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much yeah. for your time. No, thank you for having me. Thank you. And that is it for this week's episode of the Train Happy Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you took something away from this episode. And if you did, please let me know by sending feedback. You can find us on Instagram at Train Happy Podcast. Or even better, it would be amazing if you could rate and review the podcast on whichever platform you're listening, as it really, really helps to support and boost the Train Happy message. And remember, if you have had a recent moment where this stuff has just started clicking for you, then share your story with us via email, trainhappypodcast at gmail.com to become the train happy trooper of the week. And if you have a burning question you would like me to answer, then please send those in too. And it may be answered in our bonus Q&A episodes. Once again, thank you for listening and I will speak to you soon. 